Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. I'm Jeff, and this time around, we are we've got two new co-hosts. They are Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Wait. What? Wait. I think those just the same hosts that we had. But Richard was uh, going along. See, yes, and that's that's Richard's motto. Um, Michael says, "Fuck no." <laughs> oh hell nope nope jordan peele and michael are the same motto uh the uh mount rushmore of cycling is our topic and it was chosen by richard yes i wanted to do and i was thinking about cycling our, scenes yes cycling scenes and i was <laughs> thinking about no i was actually thinking about our previous episode on skateboarding scenes hmm. and i started thinking about there's just as many great bicycling other sorts of cycling scenes in movies and tv shows and music videos and what have you so i thought it would be it had been a long time since we had done that so i thought it would be an interesting companion piece awesome love it yeah yeah we could put it amongst in the cycling segment of the mount rushmore podcast uh website because there's yes when you go we we put together a group i'm excited for uh one day when we get to mount rushmore pogo sticking scenes yes yeah which will include obviously the uh, a death scene from leprechaun where he pogo sticks a guy to death and also um uh tremors where someone uh, is pogo sticking and the tremor creature comes up and tries to get them and that is Jeez. it <laughs> that was a little mini sewed right there i know yeah. there's there were halfway to this there's got to be two more somewhere absolutely i feel like, I feel by, like the, by the time by the time we um End this episode. Let's come up with two more. Okay. Okay. Even if they're fake, let's just come up with them. <laughs> That's a good okay. point. Uh, so, Winfield, you start. Okay. Um, I think this one's a no-brainer. When you're thinking of amazing cycling scenes mm-hmm. in um, movies, uh, you think of, like, uh, a race on a college yeah. campus. Maybe yes. the and alma mater of your wife. And, mm-hmm. of course, what I'm thinking of is the scene in Revenge of the Nerds when Takashi what? Toshiro... Uh, the Japanese uh, nerd uh, is on a tricycle race in the uh, <laughs> in oh, kind no. of the Greek games uh, when they're uh, doing laps around uh, the, the campus uh, on tricycles, and after each uh, each lap around, they got to chug a beer. And uh, Takashi uh, uh, takes some sort of pill, uh, trichloromethylene, and uh, continues to not get drunk as the other uh, ner- uh the other jocks and other people uh go around and around uh uh in the kind of the greek game sort of thing and uh he says it's uh this great line they don't stand no fucking chance now <laughs> and he feels fucking great ah this movie is so despicable these days but, <laughs> it really is but um that scene just perfect and i wow. know uh, obviously that was a red herring for you richard i i kind of guessed what you were going to choose and probably what i should have chosen and to my wife i'm sorry but this this is the the college race scene of choice on my list mm-hmm. and don't they play like a uh, bicycle built for two or something like every almost like a kid's piano version or something yeah and it's sung in japanese yeah that's right yeah there's that's a japanese right. version of bicycle built for two as he's racing around with this huge smile mm-hmm. as uh all these other gigantic men uh on <laughs> tiny tricycles uh yeah. stumble and fall and crash and uh he's lifted off as a hero and uh all the alpha betas are glaring at him being like i can't mm-hmm. believe these fucking nerds won that one 
Yes. <laughs> we'll get him at the next one. Yeah. The javelin toss. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, no. Lamar uh, wins the javelin toss as well. Yeah. Spoiler I, alert. Spoiler I, alert. Yes. I'm you. amazed at what that film did to empower nerds mm. and uh, set you know, and, and empower homophobes, homophobes and, and, and racists. It's, it's, yeah. uh, as, as much as it was an advocacy, uh, while it also extended a stereotype of, of, uh, nerds sure did, sure did a lot of bad. Yeah. Well, that's great. So also that's very, um, I did not think tricycle at all. So that was, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. Your first choice. Yeah. That was great. Okay. Uh, Richard. All right. So I will go with the one Michael and Jeff and I were alluding to. This would be the final race scene in the uh, movie Breaking Away. Yes, of course. Um, Perhaps the greatest bicycle movie of all time. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, BMX Bandits was pretty great. But Mm -hmm. I think if you're talking about the totality of of bicycling movies, I think Breaking Away is certainly at the top. Um, A story of four townies in... Emily Winfield's hometown of Bloomington, Indiana, who are, well, one of them in particular, who is, uh, has fallen in love with the, with the uh, concept of being Italian mm-hmm. and <laughs> Italian bicycle races, racing, even though he is not Italian and is now obsessed with, uh, being a, a bike rider. And he manages to sort of through various machinations, he and three of his towny friends, enter into the little 500 which is an actual bicycle race held in bloomington indiana every year the on the campus of indiana university and it's just this the one of the ultimate underdog story type movies and the final race scene where the main character crashes early early in the race and his friends try and pick up the slack for him but they're not as good at being bike riders as his friend is Mm-hmm. as their friend is and then late in the race they're down a couple of laps he says i'm going back on the bike and they take his feet to the yeah. pedals yeah. so that he can't get off the bike from that point on and he does this miracle comeback and wins the race and everyone's like just going crazy and celebrating and it's it's just a great wholesome movie mm-hmm. um and i will point out if you watch the movie and um, Dan- Daniel Stern is one of the, uh, the the best friends. It's Daniel Stern, Dennis Quaid, Jackie Earl Haley, and then the main yeah. character, Dennis Christopher. And everybody at the end, once they win the race, everyone's family and friends are like descending upon the, the start line to celebrate. And Daniel Stern doesn't have anybody. Mm. And there's... Everyone knows Daniel Stern from being the guy who gets hit in the head a lot <laughs> in home alone. Right. He, he's actually a really good actor. Mm-hmm. There was a, this WGN had the series about the Manhattan project a few years ago and he was in it and he was mm-hmm. really good. And he does this amazing job of acting where like after a few seconds of everyone congratulating him, everyone's moving on to like Jackie early Earl Haley has his girlfriend, uh, Dennis Christopher's got his dad and his mom coming up to him and suddenly no one's coming up to Daniel Stern and he's just kind of looking around like I'm really happy about this but at the same time 
you can see this like loneliness and so kind of sadness in him that everyone's got someone to celebrate with him and he's kind of on the outside looking in. So I just wanted to point that out. Just is something something to look for if you go back and watch this movie, which if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. You know, it managed to make a bicycle race feel like one of the most epic, like a Rocky movie, basically. Yeah. It's, it's just really impressive. Won the mm-hmm. Academy Award for Best Screenplay that year. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I agree, yeah. Uh, maybe PJ Soul's uh, most legit movie. <laughs> I think she's done. Oh so yeah. Outside oh, of are you besmirching? Are you besmirching Rock and Roll High School? No, no. <laughs> maybe highest budget. Maybe I'll just say that. Uh, yeah, that's probably probably yeah. most most prestigious film. How about that? Yeah, and it, and in terms of the cast, like um, Jackie Earl Haley was kind of the veteran at that time, having done um, Bad News Bears. Yeah, but. Uh, Dennis Quaid, Daniel Stern. I think Dennis Christopher maybe had done Fade to Black or something before then. But uh, yeah, what a great, what a great cast. And just has such a, yeah, such a great reality. I think, I think the reason why that little 500 can be such a big deal, it feels like uh, the Indy 500, you know, it feels so important is it seems like they spend a, do a lot to really immerse you in the, the, world of these people so that you realize how much they have to lose by losing what the, what they've lost already how much in the, the cutters versus the the uh college kids and all that yeah stuff. for sure uh i remember reading that the cutters were kind of made up maybe maybe emily was telling me that, that there wasn't any that term was just kind of a, the, the term was actually used was stone stonies stonies oh okay. yeah but apparently for the movie they thought that was too close to stoners and they couldn't oh. get away with it so they had to change it to cutters that's it. That's cool. That's interesting. I think also it's uh, Paul Dooley kind of had a corner on the um, hangdog dad kind of uh, put upon <laughs> dad yeah. who's ki- who, who can't understand his kids and their quirky behavior. Okay, uh, okay, 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 okay. Then that is, uh, is that on your list too, Michael? No, it no. wasn't. It was. Okay. Um, I knew. I. I had a, a hunch that Richard. That was the uh, yeah. yeah, I had a hunch that Richard was going to choose it and wanted to make. You know, uh, it was going to be talked about regardless. Okay. All right. So it, two honestly, racists. On yeah, two racists. Yeah. It's funny, Richard. You mentioned um, an Italian racist, and I was like, oh, we, what's his name? The uh, dictator of Italy during yeah. World War Mussolini. II. Mussolini. Mussolini. <laughs> I said racist, and I was like, I mean racer. Oh boy, that could come uh, out really bad. Uh, I'll say a oh, quick aside when some, uh, my um, sister uh, was in high school, she went to prom with a boy and he was a uh, bicyclist. And uh, I, it was like on prom itself that my mom says, Oh, so you're, you're going with that, um, that racist. <laughs> 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 and uh, we, my mom is, um, Austrian and sometimes the um, yeah, translation uh, yeah. doesn't always click, but I always think I always think of, I always think of that whenever I see a cyclist. It's like oh, a racist. Yes, mom. Yes, mom. <laughs> All right, uh, Winfield, what's your next one? My next one. I wanted to have something that was a chase, like a bicycle chase scene, and there's so many mm. great ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went with the kind of final chase sequence in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, fun. where sure. the the entire movie has been built up about Pee-wee's 
missing bicycle and his quest to get his bicycle back and the fact that it's like you know right down the street <laughs> basically mm-hmm. like he see he seemingly lives in you know uh somewhere in the valley and then of course the uh bicycle ends up at like the warner brothers lot and he <laughs> goes all over you know down to san antonio texas and um all over the southwest to find his bicycle and of course it's like in his backyard basically but the scene when he finally gets it back and he's being chased by studio guards Uh, and going through all these different, uh, very classic, um, you know, uh, any, I don't know if it's like this nowadays, uh, to be on like a working studio lot, but you know, there's a guy in a spaceman suit eating lunch next to someone that's dressed up for like a A showgirl or uh, a showgirl, uh, next to like a Spartan Mm -hmm. and, uh, Pee Wee is stealing the spike and, you know, kind of going through all these different, um, scenes where the, he's like kind of riding through like a jungle or like a forest scene and swinging across something with uh tarzan style or driving through kind of like an old toho godzilla set and running yeah. over everything and being chased by santa claus and then of course uh somehow d snyder and a twisted sister are filming a music video at the same time <laughs> and it's just it's amazing and he finally stops to you know save a bunch of animals from a burning um uh, pet store pet store thank you before it um before he gets caught but it's just it's such a great all these kind of little rube goldberg not quite but just like all these things to keep getting added up mm-hmm. and the silliness of it uh it's just great yeah that's a fun finale for sure there's something i i really um I just don't know that the Pee Wee um, in in films was ever captured any more vibrantly than in that first one. And it was almost seems like it's the brighter side of Tim Burton. Like we've seen Tim Burton, you know, turn Batman or uh, something else into a circus gone wrong, a dark gothic circus. I got to say, Big Top Pee Wee is great. Is it? Yeah. I haven't seen it in years. It go back get a couple of glasses of wine and watch Big Top Pee Wee. And there is just great silly stuff in it. That's like, you know, just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're, you're, you, you are right with Tim Burton. He kind of uh, deviated away from brighter things to darker things to just kind of like psychedelic, creepy, weird things. And he's yeah. kind of stayed in that realm. Yeah. Yeah. St- still a s- super, super fun. Um, Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Richard, what's your second? All right. So, when when you said chase scene, I assumed that you were talking about this scene, mm. uh, the uh, chase away from the government goons. Sure. In ET, the extraterrestrial. Mm-hmm. That was um, on my short list, but um, I wanted to just have one chase scene. So. Sure. Underst- understood, and that's a, a totally valid choice. It's the wrong choice, but it's a totally valid choice. No, uh, I. <laughs> I uh, I mean, if there is one scene in all of Steven Spielberg's career mm. that you would say, oh, that's... You know, let me give you an example of a Steven, a Steven Spielberg scene mm-hmm. or something from a Steven Spielberg movie. I think you might choose that scene because it's got action, it's got some humor, it's got kind of whimsy, it's got the magic of filmmaking quoting in, in air quotes 
it's got everything you would want in a Spielberg scene. And I, I just remember being a kid and watching it and just being like, oh my God, they're actually flying in their bikes. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, you, now you look at it now, the special effects or whatever. But at the time, it felt like a big deal. I think, is, is there anything that more directly was responsible for every kid needing a BMX bike or a Huffy bike or something? Because, <laughs> like, you watch it and immediately these are like, you know, it, 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 the film starts out with like these three, like, you know, a bunch of goobers eating pizza and were they playing like Dungeons and Dragons or something or some sort yeah, of board game? like that, yeah. You know, obviously Stranger Things has taken a lot from E.T. and Spielberg specifically and all these different things um but they but that movie really captured like oh these dorks are cool yeah <laughs> because right. of their bikes because uh, you know they put on their headphones and flip on their shades and uh race down this hill and uh through like you know like the suburbia and uh really just captured how important having a bike was and being able yeah. to escape on a bike was mm-hmm. and um literally escape whether parent parent uh parental figures or you know a government trying to get a gross little alien mm-hmm. did you have did you guys have bikes growing up i i had a couple summers where i had access a friend a friend had an extra bmx bike and we okay tore up the place with those things yeah sure. did you not? I, had, I had like my sister's hand me down bicycle it was a a girl's bike yeah it was a girl's bike that was like fixed gear that was pink that my dad painted blue mm. but it had like a big banana seat and like mm-hmm. uh but hey it was my it became my bicycle i loved yeah. it i had a secondhand huffy yeah um and i even had like the pegs on the back oh cool so game. you could do like yeah so you could do like the standing on the side of it type tricks oh, awesome. and stuff like that and uh, yeah, my friends and I, we would make uh, in the grapevines, vineyards over where we grew up. There's just tons of open dirt. And so we would build our own little free BMX dirt, Free dirt, everybody. Yeah, free dirt, this everybody. Is... <laughs> and uh, we would make our own little BMX track out of the, you know, with shovels and, you know, doing digging and stuff like that. And we'd have like little mini races all day. That's what we did. My bike was... My bike was a key part of what I did growing up. I grew up in a small town. And when you, I think I've talked about this before, I, when I wanted to hang out with a friend, I didn't pick up the phone and call and say, hey, do you want to hang out? I would just get on my bike and, you know, ride like mm-hmm. eight blocks over and knock on the door and see if Corey was home. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So my bike. Being a kid at that age and, you know, being in the early 80s, having a bike and being on my bike is so tied up with my memories of being a kid. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why this scene sticks out so much for me, because as Michael said, it really kind of captures sort of the coolness of having a bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the freedom, the liberation that you had, because uh, your world was so small for so long. And then once yeah. you hop on that bike... Um, and you were unsupervised. Exactly. <laughs> you could go you get to do whatever. You, know, you could go do jumps yeah. and go slash your uh, leg open with a, on the chain and yeah. fall down and break your teeth if you and wanted to. It was all you. I, was all, the world was your oyster. You. Yeah. 
unless you went into the wrong subdivision and then some little remote control cars were spinning around your bike. Oh. And then you knew you were in the poltergeist subdivision. That's true. <laughs> different different Spielberg adjacent yeah. subdivision. Yep. Um, do you think that the fact that it's it's a race, but they're not racing against each other, they're running, it's they're fleeing. They're they're a race to get to get him to the the, the pickup site. Yeah. He, right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a race, and I think it's exciting the fact that as a kid, it's almost like the kid ingenuity factor of it, right? Yeah. That even though the government goons have cars and fancy equipment and everything, yeah. we can still beat them because we've got, well, we've got bikes. We also happen to have an extraterrestrial that can help us to fly. That yeah. helps. Yeah. But I think that part of the, part of the, you know, when you talk about stranger things and you see some of the things they've done with bikes on those, it's the same concept, right? It's this idea that, kids on bikes can somehow outrace adults mm-hmm. in cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. how you felt. I felt as a kid, you felt like you were um, flying, like you were just really. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll let the melancholy continue after we take this break uh, to let you know that you are in charge of the Mount Rushmore podcast. You can suggest topics and we'll do them. We don't have a choice. This is our community service. Yes, that's we true. Are not, we are white collar criminals who have been uh, assigned this through um, a federal court judge has assigned that we must do this podcast and that we must entertain <laughs> the topic of any person out there on the internet, whether it be worthy of our intelligence or not. So if you have a topic, let us know and we'll probably do it. As long as it's not pasta shapes, we'll probably do it. So That's you can true. submit submit that through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, Periscope, Truth Social, MySpace, Friendster, uh, wow. Blogger, Live Journal. I think those are it. Is that it? Tribe, tribe.net. That was another tribe, one. Tribe.net. Uh, okay. So send them on our way and we'll do it. Why? Because we'll. it's the terms of our parole. <laughs> for, all, for all of those murders we did. All the homicides. <laughs> well, we shouldn't have done those, guys. <laughs> shouldn't have done those. Can you uh, imagine in, being in the ones, being the adults who are like, oh man, we 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 should have caught that alien and maybe we should have shot those kids off their bikes. <laughs> like, can you imagine being on the wrong side of history with that? That'd be horrible. <laughs> You're a cop, you come home. Why, why, why the long face, honey? Ah, oh, these kids. They flew on their bikes. I couldn't catch them. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, Winfield, what's your third? My third choice. Um, my last two are kind of um, musical kind of oh. numbers, but my uh, third choice is the bicycle scene, obviously, between Miss Piggy and Kermit oh. the Frog in The Great Muppet Caper. That's also yeah. on my list. Oh, ah, one. perfect. Where they are eventually joined by uh, dozens of other Muppets and eventually other humans riding through um, a London park. And I think it is just perfect. In The Muppets always have this sense of, boy, they're doing that in real life. And how they were able to use like these kind of hidden wires and... Mm-hmm film tricks and things to have uh you know miss piggy and kermit 
I don't know if they were animatronic in a couple of scenes or on radio controlled, but they, they just make it look so real for being these mm-hmm. felt animals going around in circles. Kermit is doing these stupid tricks where he's standing on the seat and, you know, God bless these puppeteers, these Muppeteers and how they uh, have just this sweet song um, playing. Uh, I think it's called uh, saying goodbye. So shouldn't we, shouldn't we, shouldn't write? we ride? Yeah, sorry. Write? Yeah. Shouldn't we ride? And um, it's just a great little two and a half minute scene that just makes you, I uh, feel all warm and good inside. I love it. Yeah, it uh, started out originally because uh, I, in doing the research for this, apparently in, in the Muppet movie, there's the scene where Kermit is riding yeah. his bicycle. And yes. Jim Henson said that everyone freaked out about how they did that. But there were other scenes in the movies, like where Gonzo falls out of the hot air balloon and lands on the, falls out falls off of the balloons and lands on the, on the car mm-hmm. but that were apparently much more difficult to do and took many, many, many more takes, but all anyone wanted to talk about was the bicycle scene. Oh, wow. Um, so the great, the great Muppet caper scene was basically like, Oh, you want to see a bicycle scene? Hmm. We'll give you a bicycle scene. Hmm. And uh, my, one of my roommates in college was a huge Muppets fan and had this, you know, coffee table book all about the Muppet movies and the Muppet show. And it went into it went into one of the sections went into a lot of detail about how that's the great Muppet Caper bicycle scene was shot. And I read that book many times. I still can't tell you how they did it. Hmm. And you know, what? and I'm okay with that. There are certain things I don't need to know. <laughs> like I just I like the mystery. I like the the romance mm-hmm. of not knowing the the behind the scenes nitty-gritty of how they were able to get Kermit yeah. and Piggy going, doing circles in opposite directions. Yeah. I don't need to know that. It, it's fine. I just It's like seeing a magic trick. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to shut your brain off and stop trying to figure out how the magic trick gets done and just appreciate the trick. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel like about that scene in The Great Muppet Caper. Well, that's wonderful. You're kind of saving yourself from uh, uh, being... Uh, too analytical or uh, examining it because you know it'll give it'll take away the fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you chose it, Michael. Did you have the same feeling about it, or what? Of yeah, of course. It's it's you know you've already uh, given in to accept that uh, there can be a talking pig and a talking frog, and that yeah. the talking pig and the talking frog can fall in love with each other. Ah, let's add some more bicycles on top of it. And how are they going to pull this off? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, what's great in that moment is when everyone else joins in. Like, you know, like Richard said, they had the one, um, you know, gone with the Schwinn moment with um, Kermit the Frog in the first mm-hmm. Muppet movie. And then, okay, well, they're going to do two. And then all of a sudden you see like Rizzo the rat and a bunch of other rats riding up on a kind of tandem bicycle. And you see like all these other characters just engage in it too and it just goes to show how um you see these scenes in these muppet movies where they're just like a hundred people with their hands yeah up these puppets hidden someplace off screen like a the movie theater scene in like uh the muppet movie 
mm-hmm. where there's just like all these people that are crammed in together underneath something, doing something, making and all having to interact and rehearse and do it at the same time. And everything's in sequence and in order. It's just like, boy, these are people very dedicated to their craft. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of like that seems to kind of go back to the MGM Busby Berkeley kind of musical because, you yeah. know, you know, it's a feat of choreography. Yeah. And whatnot, because you whatever you know, you know that it's real to some extent, because this is just felt and <laughs> and wires. And right. <laughs> so they're they're making it happen. Well, that's a lot of fun. That's very charming. Okay. Um. So I guess maybe Michael, you do your last, and then wait. How sure. Does this work? Okay. No, whichever. Okay. Okay. I can do my last. Yeah, okay. Uh, my last choice is another um musical bicycle scene, but it's a music video for um the smiths stop me if you think you've heard this one before where uh morrissey lead singer of the smiths is hanging out in front of the salford lads club uh with a bicycle and he is just being pursued by fans that are all dressed up like him and he is like the leader of this gang of himself and he's feeling kind of slightly embarrassed as they're just kind of following him around um uh his town and he's kind of looking over his shoulder and being very Morrissey like and uh, shy and embarrassed as <laughs> all these other like teens and 20 somethings have his same like hairdo and glasses and are not, I wouldn't say mocking him, um, but just like in homage in homage. Thank you. As they're just uh, bicycling after him. And um, it's just a, a great little music video, a great little, I, I wanted to have something that uh, almost like this, uh, the great Muppet caper where bicycling is like this leisure, leisurely activity that wasn't a chase, that wasn't a race, but it's just something that they're just out and about youths on bicycles. I'm watching the video. It is, it is funny. He doesn't, I don't think he makes, there's nothing performancey about it. It almost seems like everybody is embarrassed that they're even doing this thing called a promotional music video. Yeah, he's, I mean, that, I think that was Morrissey full up, just uh, embarrassed by his own popularity or embarrassed that people would dress up as him. Yeah. But it's something that has, you know, kind of harangued him for his entire career. People showing up dressed exactly like him, Mm -hmm. uh, idolizing him, uh, even though he, supposedly hates it but who knows i mean yeah. come on yeah if someone dressed up like me i'd love it i loved it in kickball are you kidding mm-hmm. me when they had like a michael winfield night and they all dressed up in <laughs> like the stupid ninja uh, bandanas and uh you know faux nerd glasses nerd glasses it was like ah oh, of course these are my people they love me how dare you is that what you think i look like hmm, okay. okay those are my that's, that's my defining characteristic i guess so <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> You hate okay. it, but you love it at the same time. Yeah. All right. That's a funny one. Uh, it would be funny to see that to intercut that with the Muppets. Like, that would be so cool. Okay. What's the last one, man, Freddie? What What is it? All right. I went with a TV series, oh. and I went with a a popular choice here: the Monty Python's Flying Circus. Oh, mm. fun! And I went with the Bicycle Repairman sketch. Oh, fun! Okay. Which, if you haven't seen it, it starts off with Michael Palin. There's a kind of a zoom in on him. And the voiceover is talking about how he's, he looks like just your average, typical, everyday person. Except the gag is, is when you pull out from him, he's dressed up as Superman. 
<laughs> and then you see him walking down the street and it's it's just a town filled with supermen mm-hmm. everyone's dressed up like superman even the kids are superman but he <laughs> has a secret he is bicycle repair man and the whole gag is basically somebody the little kid in a bicycle or in a superman suit comes into like a shop and or, or i think a laundromat and says somebody's bike broke down the street where is bicycle repair man and this the whole gag is him having to change into his bicycle repair man outfit uh so no one can see him and then head over to where the bike is and then they show him very dramatically working on the bike as like this as like the uh batman 66 yeah interstitals come up but instead of saying bang and pow they say inflate. like clink screw inflate after saddle alter saddle um and of course as as he goes walking past the uh, other superman they're like is it a stockbroker is it a quantity surveyor is it a church warden no it's a bicycle repair man and i just it's one of the few Monty Python skits that has like a real contained beginning, middle and end, mm-hmm. hmm. which is, which makes it kind of unique in its own way. They actually end the sketch with, with him sort of walking off as they're like, thank you, bicycle repair, man. How could we ever repay you? Oh, don't worry about it. Governor. It's all a day's work. <laughs> and kind of wanders off. Um, just a great, a, a great short Monty Python sketch. If I was going sketch comedy, I almost, I almost included the, uh, bicycles rights sketch from Portlandia, but it's only like a minute oh, yeah. long. So I, I felt like it was a little too slight to be included on this. So went with Monty Python instead. You know, you're I feel like that's the closest I've seen of theirs to what could have been an SNL sketch. Cause it was a parody of, of film, something pop culture some comics. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not something that they did a lot of. Yeah. Yeah, now they, usually... they they later on they did do a whole episode, a whole like full on episode, the bicycle tour. Oh yeah, um, which was following around this one character's bicycle tour around England. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in the last season when they were starting to do more long form type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of great gags in it, um, but I just thought the the compact nature of this and just the just the like I said the the, the really interesting beginning, middle, and end. Sequence of it, which you don't get all the time with the Monty Python, I thought was really compelling to me. It's funny that you, I've been re-watching a little bit of SCTV, and their last couple seasons were ones in which uh, some regular cast members had uh, had moved on. Yeah, and so it's kind of they were doing kind of more long form conceptual things that required fewer cast members. <laughs> so, but it sounds like what the the bicycle tour one. Yeah, I think the bicycle tour. There was that. There was uh, uh, the Montgolfiers, uh, 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 hot air ballooning. Mm-hmm. So I think they were starting to get bored with the concept of just these quick two, three minute, three minute sketches. Yeah. And you could see them starting to gag to do something stuff that like what would eventually become Holy Grail and Life of mm-hmm. Brian and things mm-hmm. like that. Oh, fun. Okay. Uh... Is that it? That's it. That's it. That's it. We're all cycled out. We're all cycled out. That was and a lot of fun. I, can I give a quick uh, update? Yeah. Tremors and Leprechaun. That's it. 
those are the only pogo stick that's the only real pogo stick like there's like uh in the movie jackass or one of the jackass movies had a pogo stick scene but i mean yeah you know i don't think that counts no quicksilver no what was the what was the um joseph gordon lovett movie that was like spider-man but not spider-man spider-man on a bike yeah like it was something Hmm? there was a joseph gordon lovett movie like that eight years ago where it was written by the screenwriter who did spider-man and it was essentially like a spider-man movie in new york but except he's on a bike um okay let's go with revenge of the nerds because that was a great uh choice and let's and a funny misdirect but i gotta go with breaking away because i got a uh, warm spot in my heart uh for that one and uh i feel like you can't not love a muppet caper and um let's see and then i think i'd be a douche if i didn't pick um et um there you go yeah that's four that's four that's four can you imagine the studio that did schindler's list giving notes to spielberg Hey, you know what could really pep this up? Pogo stick scene. <laughs> Pogo stick scene. <laughs> this has the, been Pogo, a... the Pogo stick is red. <laughs> yeah, it's totally red. Everything's black and white, except for the Pogo stick. <laughs> this has been the Mount Rushmore Bicycle Scenes. I'm Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. Yeah, you guys, we did it. <laughs> <laughs>